Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. He says that this also my heart trembleth and is moved out of his place here attentively the noise of his voice and the sound that goeth out of his mouth. He directeth it unto the whole heaven and his lightning unto the ends of the earth. After it a voice roareth. He thundereth with the voice of his excellence and he excellency, and he will not stay them when his voice is heard. God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he which we cannot comprehend. And I want to preach by God's help tonight on the frequency of faith. The frequency of faith. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. There is a frequency every individual can tune into, the rate at which a vibration occurs that constitutes a wave in a material or in an electromagnetic field, its alternation and oscillation. However, the flow and frequency of faith periodically changes direction. The wind blows where it listeth or where it wants to. You can hear the sound thereof, but you don't know where it's coming from nor where it's going. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit, according to John chapter 3, verse 8. Words are powerful. Daniel 10, 12, God said to Daniel, Your words have come, and because of your words, I have come to you. There's a response from God to the words of man. Invisible thoughts and imagination produce unseen words, which can create a visible manifestation. Creativity comes from the spirit realm that the things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word. John 1, 3, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. The word made everything that we see and touch and taste and experience. Hebrews 1 and 1 clearly defines faith as a tangible substance produced by hope. It is evidence or proof. It is the obtaining of something from the invisible realm. Hebrews 1 and 3 parallels John 1 and 3 and reaffirms that everything was created by the word of God. Things that are seen tonight are not made of things which do appear. There is the unseen realm and there is the seen realm. You have to believe you have something that you don't, church. You have to see that new building in your mind's eye. You have to believe that God is going to do it. Because the depth of your ditch determines the magnitude of your miracle. Your hope and your ability to see the invisible can produce your substance and your evidence. Operating in the frequency of faith activates the law of creation. Your imagination activates your destination. From the hopeful, imaginative, unseen realm comes the concrete, substantive, evidential proof that our God is real. God's not dead. He's alive. I've come to preach to the negative, to the pessimistic, to the critical, 
it's time for you to change the channel in your spirit and to tune into the frequency of faith. You'll never get anything from God being negative, being down and out, being pessimistic. Come on, somebody. It's time to change the channel and believe that God can still heal the sick. He can still raise the dead. He can do anything but fail. Do you believe that before we leave this house that God can fill somebody else with the Holy Ghost? If you believe it, would you put your hands together, lift your voice and pray? Come on, church, I invite you to change the channel, to turn the dial, to operate in the frequency of faith. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. Somebody say all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. Mark 9.23, if thou canst believe all things. Somebody say all things. Are possible to him that believeth. Mark 11.24, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. It's not what God wants. I'm asking somebody, what do you want? The word says whatever you desire, when you pray and believe it, you're going to receive it. In the name of Jesus, James 1 and 5, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Mark 10, 27, with God, all things. Somebody shout all things. Are possible. John 15, 7, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. You shall ask uh, what ye will. Not what God wills. Uh, but what ye will. Uh, and it shall be done unto you. Uh, you can literally call those th things that be not. Uh, as though they were. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, but I'm going to call it like it's already done. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, the building's not here. But I call it pastor. Uh, it shall be done. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, if you believe it, put your hands together. Come on, operating in the frequency of faith. It activates the law of creation. The manifestation, which is an event, object, or action that clearly shows or embodies something. is phornosis in Greek. It's a coming to light. It's an exhibition. It's an expression. It's a bestowment of the spirit that's given to every man to profit. Or bring together resulting in benefits and advancement. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse number 7. Little faith is defined as people who worry about what they're going to wear. And what they're going to drive. And where they're going to go. But great faith is simply this. And we talk to the young men. I'm going to tell you what great faith is. It's seeking first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. Come on, you don't need a job to be blessed. You just need to put God first. And God will bless you. Do we believe the word or not? Do we believe all things are possible? Do we believe anything is possible? Do we believe that great faith is defined by seeking first? 2 Kings 6, Elisha and his servant are surrounded in the city of Dothan in verse 17. Elisha prays that his servant's eyes be open to the spirit realm. To operate in the frequency of faith, his servant's eyes were open. And simultaneously, verse 18 says this, He, God, 
smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Come on, it wasn't the word of God. It was a prophetic word. Elisha spoke the word and God performed the miracle. When you operate in the frequency of faith, you can speak it into existence. Your word can bring the invisible world. It's substance from the hope for. It's evidence from the unseen. John 14, 13 and 14. Whatsoever. Somebody say whatever. Ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. Ye shall ask, any, if ye shall ask anything. Somebody say anything. In my name, I will do it. I'm glad that God gave us a check. It's a blank check, signed Jesus Christ. I wish somebody would fill in the blank. Do you believe that anything can be yours if you will ask it in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 11.4 speaks of Abel. He being dead yet speaketh. Hebrews 12.24, the blood of sprinkling. That's the blood of Jesus that speaketh better things than that of Abel. We know tonight that the blood is in the name. Therefore, according to John 14, whatever, anything you ask in the name of Jesus, God will do it for you and I when you begin to operate in the frequency of faith the voice of a dead man will speak through you he that liveth and was dead but thank God he is alive forevermore James 2.20 faith without works is dead but faith comes alive when you speak the name of Jesus I wish somebody would declare that name over every sickness over every financial strength over every debilitating disease could somebody shout Jesus in the house come on shout Jesus come on if you believe in your heart you can speak to your mountain and say be thou removed and cast into the sea I wish somebody would speak to your mountain of poverty speak to your mountain of impossibility in the name of Jesus Satan your kingdom is coming down would somebody give him praise do we believe church that God can do anything do you believe that God can pay for the building do you believe that God can make a way that God can open the door if you believe it would you give a shout come on all over this house let's praise that's it come on church let there be a deafening roar let the devil hear it let demons hear it this church is coming forward. We are marching in sync with the blood of the Lamb. It doesn't matter how impossible it looks. You have to believe that God is able. It's not enough to pledge money. You have to pay your pledge. It's not enough to believe it. You have to act on it. Faith without works is dead. I go to a lot of churches that have a dead faith. But you got to put your works involved in it. Faith without works is dead. But when we begin to do something, our faith comes alive. Hallelujah. There's something moving in this house. I'm trying to get somebody to change the channel in your spirit. You can be in the same service and be on a different channel. 
You can be sitting by your spouse and be on two different frequencies. You ever try to listen to AM radio? Somebody needs to switch over to FM. Come on, it's time to have faith and believe that God is able. I'm trying to challenge somebody in the house to believe that God's going to bring you through. God's going to bring you out. God's going to give you the miracle that you desire. Do you believe it tonight? Do you believe that anything, everything, all things are possible? Believe it. I know what it's like, Pastor Strader, to be driving down the road in your vehicle to say 30 miles to empty and me to lay hands on that vehicle and drive 80 miles to the next station. That's what God can do. Praise God. He's a miracle working God. He can do anything. He can do everything. I remember being in Los Angeles. My son was just young and I, I was driving a hoopty. I had, you know what a hoopty is? Okay. I know how some of you roll. Some of you roll on 24s. But I'm an evangelist. I roll on 18s. That's how I roll. And so I, I was driving in Los Angeles and the the, hot, the light came on. My car was running hot. Do I look like a mechanic? I did the only thing I know to do. Do you have a bottle of oil here? Where's it at? Just a little. That's all I need. That's all I had in my car. I took my little bottle of oil out, and I said, son, I know this is crazy, but we're going to do this. And so we get the bottle of oil. We lay hands on the hood of this old beat-up piece of junk Volvo that I paid $2,000 for. In the name of Jesus. Here I am in the land of fruits and nuts, California. There's five lanes going this way and there's five lanes going this way. In the name of Jesus, uh, touch this car. I'm not a mechanic, but I know the great physician. And we got back in that car and drove from Los Angeles all the way to Houston. It never ran hot one time. That's what God can do. Come on, you got... If you want faith, you've got to reach your impossibility. As long as you can do it, you he'll let you do it. But when your back's against the wall and all you have is God, that's all you need. The car I'm in right now, it's, it's kind of a clunker too. And it's in the shop in Phoenix, but it was running hot in Gallup. And I said, well, God, if you did it before, you'll do it again. So I anointed the car in the name of Jesus. And I, I made it all the way home and back out here. It never ran hot one time. I put it in there for something else. Praise God. I'm telling you, God is a miracle-working God. But you've got to change the frequency you're on. Some of you, if it's, not, if it's not analytical, if it doesn't make sense, you don't want to do it. But the things of the Spirit are foolish to the carnal mind. You got to operate in the spirit realm. You got to operate in a different frequency than just what it looks like. Because what it looks like, God can change it. I remember Brother Strader going to his church in Louisiana. I had gas money to get to church, but I didn't have gas money to get home. And so I'll be honest with you, I cried all the way to church. Am I the only one that's ever cried all the way to church? It's never happened before, Pastor, but it's going to happen again. At the end of that service, a man walked up to me and he said, I just feel like that God wants me to give you this 
I didn't cry all the way home. I shouted all the way home. I think I got out of my car and danced a little bit. Come on, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. Does anybody believe that God's going to give you the finances to build a new building? Hallelujah. Come on, believe that God is able to do it. You've got to activate your faith and show your faith by your works. Pay your pledge. Pay your dues. Come on, you got to pay your dues if you want to reap. I remember preaching in a little church. There was about eight people in Louisiana. I preached there, and that church sacrificed so much. Pastor, they gave me $522 in cash. I was so happy. They had sacrificed so much, and I felt bad, but I don't want to rob people of a blessing. Okay? So I I left there on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I preached there Tuesday night. I left there on Wednesday going to my home church to Houston to preach and my son calls me on the way and he said dad he said I was watching a YouTube video and of a preacher and God spoke to me and said give every bit of the money in your wallet to Pastor Chapman I said well I know you don't know that I just preached there last night in that little church they gave me $522 he said hold on just a moment dad he counted in his wallet and it was $522 I don't think that was a coincidence. I think somebody was operating in the frequency of faith. I'm trying to challenge this church to raise your level of faith and believe that God can do whatever you ask. Whatever you want, God can do it. Everybody wants a harvest, but nobody wants to sow the seed. Come on, you're not going to be blessed unless you live sacrificially. Everybody wants a testimony, but who wants to go through a test to get a testimony? I remember being at Louisiana and camp meeting. They were taking up an offering for foreign missionaries, and I had my first Rolex on. It was a silver one. And if I've ever heard the voice of God, Pastor, I heard it. And God said to me, if you'll give me the silver, I'll give you the gold. I put it in the plate. Thirty years later, he gave me a gold one. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you what God can do. But you've got to be willing to sow the seed if you want to harvest. How many of you want to be blessed financially? How many of you want your family to prosper? I don't need anything tonight. I'm not going to take an offering. But I'm going to preach the gospel uh, that if you will give, it's coming back. Uh, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. The bosom was the pocket. You want your pockets to be filled? Give to God's kingdom first. And it didn't say God would bless you. It said men shall give into your bosom. I've never been prouder of my son, Pastor Strader, than when I interviewed his pastor. My son had a a Rolex. It was a $10,000 watch, and he was so proud of it. He was showing it off. And, And if you get one of those, you worship a whole lot better. I'm joking. But his pastor said to me, he said, your son walked in and said, Pastor, what you preached today put me under conviction. Pastor, have you ever owned a Rolex? He said, no. He took it off and he said, you do now. And my son got what I was trying to preach, what I've said all along, that if you will bless the man of God in your life, 
God will bless you. Sometimes it takes a while for the harvest to come. I know I've lost some of you, and I'm, I'm getting way out there on a limb, but I'm telling you that if you will give, there is a, you will activate something in the spirit. If you will give, if your works, praise God, will become activated. Your faith will come alive. Praise God. If all you have is faith, it's a dead faith until you put works to your faith and that's what activates faith I was preaching for Johnny McNeil a friend of mine who pastors in St. Paul's North Carolina he, I got these shoes from him he gave me this necktie but the first time I went there he said I'd like for you to come Brother Coon but right now we really don't have the money to pay you and I said not pay me I am a prophet for profit. This is not a nonprofit organization. I learned that the first semester in college. If you're not making a profit, you're going broke. And then I said, yeah, sure, I'll come and preach for free. I preached for free before. When I get through tonight, some of you are going to think I need to preach for free again. <laughs> Praise God. But that first service, I knew I wasn't getting paid. It didn't matter. I wasn't, I'm not doing this for the money. If I was, I'd have quit a long time ago. But God spoke to me about a lady in the back covered in tattoos. I found out she had been the largest drug dealer in that county. Before God had saved her, I called her to the front. And I began to prophesy over her on that Tuesday night. The pastor called me before next Tuesday. He said, I don't know what you told that lady. But he said, today she just got a check in the mail for $100,000. We just left the bank. She wrote a $52,000 check and paid the church off. Come on, I'm challenging this church. I, some of you, I can see you don't believe it. You want a you testimony, but you don't want a test. Uh, and you want a harvest, uh, but you don't want to sow a seed. Uh, come on, it takes sowing a sacrificial seed to reap a harvest. Second time I went to that church, I preached on giving for whatever reason. Some people get nervous when you talk about money in church. Do you know that Jesus talked about money more than anything else? There's 2,000 verses on finances. And there's only 500 on faith. But we hear about faith a whole lot more. I'm trying to get somebody to change the channel. It's not going to help me, but I promise it's going to bless you one day. I spoke on finances that night, and this lady, she had a $10,000 check in her purse, and she said, I was struggling with giving it, but here it is, Pastor. I'm going to give you this $10,000. Praise God. That was the second time. The third time, there was just 20 or 30 people there. And I challenged that church, and I sowed a $1,000 seed offering into that church. And just a very few people, but we raised $5,000 toward building their new building. You know what happened? Last year, I just preached in their building. It seats 500, and they built it debt-free. And in that service, people were filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. Can anybody see what I'm trying to say tonight? Is there anybody picking up what I'm putting down? Do you believe that if you'll change the channel on the station, come on, it's time to change your channel. It's time to believe that God is able. Does anybody believe that God can do it? I've raised offerings for several different churches and we've paid them off I'm so excited pastor because I'm preaching in a building 
that seats 1,200 we raised an offering for in North Carolina. And I'm excited. I've never been there before, but I was a part of what I'm so glad to be a part of what God is doing. Don't get nervous. Don't get quiet. I promise you, I'm not going to take an offering tonight. I'm just trying to challenge somebody to believe that God is a God that will bless you. He's a God of financial miracles, signs and wonders. Uh, if you believe that, would you put your hands together all over this house? Could we give God praise? Come on. There's a voice of God. It sounds like thunder. It's a voice that is speaking in this house. Speaking from a burning bush. The voice speaking out of the ephod. From between the Urim and the Thummim. It's a steel small voice saying, come up hither. Somebody needs to change the channel in your spirit. Come on, the devil's tried to beat you down and make you not believe that God is able but I prophesy in the Holy Ghost that God is more than enough. He is able to supply all your needs, singular, according to his riches in glory. Do you believe that God is still a miracle-working God? Hallelujah. Do you still believe that God's going to do it in your life? I don't care what the devil's told you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the court says. I don't care what the doctor says. I've got a God that can do it tonight. Do you believe that he's able? You may think, well, Brother Coon, you're not normal. You're weird. You're odd. You're different. I want to be different. I don't want to be like everybody else. Come on. He bids you come. When Jesus came to the disciples, they were afraid. Fear is of the devil. It's time to change the channel from fear to faith. And he bid Peter come and Peter stepped out of the boat. I wish somebody would step out of the boat of religion. I wish somebody would step out of the boat of status quo. I wish somebody would quit worrying about the analytics of it. And believe that God's going to do it by his miraculous power. Come on, as long as you think you can do it, God will let you. But when you're facing impossibilities and you say, God, I need a miracle, that's when God will work. And if you read it carefully, it was not because... Peter took his eyes off Jesus that he began to sink. The reason Peter began to sink is because, because he turned his eyes on the waves and what the wind was doing to the waves. Come on, somebody. Why are you worried about the invisible wind when you can walk on invisible water? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The reason he began to sink is because he doubted in his heart. And Jesus reached to him and said, why do you doubt? Oh, ye of little faith. I'm challenging this church to step out of the boat of normalcy. Come on, it's time to step out of the boat of convenience and the status quo. And going through the same old routine. And singing the same three songs. And hearing the evangelist preach a three-point sermon. Come on, God's challenge challenging somebody uh, to get out of your comfort zone uh, and to activate your faith by your works. All over this building, could we stand? I was preaching in Gallup, New Mexico. Most of the people there were Navajos. And there was a man and a lady. Musicians can come. Singers can come. And in that service, 
There was a couple, husband and wife. They were both seeking for the Holy Ghost, Pastor Strader. But she was on one channel. He was on another channel. She was praying just like he was. But there was an intensity in his prayer. There was weeping and there was crying. And because of that, God filled him with the Holy Ghost. I wonder if we could lift our hands right now and praise him for just a moment. There's such a depth of an anointing in this place. I don't want to get in a hurry. God's reaching. God is moving. God is calling. I was preaching in Florida earlier this year. A lady came up on a walker. And the pastor, he began to sing the same song 17 times. And people were looking at him like, why are you singing this same song over and over? But he knew what she needed. She lifted her hands and she began to praise God. I watched as she changed the channel in her spirit. I didn't know it till after service, but she had had a stroke and could not speak. But as she began to lift her hands and praise God, God gave her her voice back. And God filled her with the Holy Ghost for the first time in her life. That's what God can do. I went to Eureka, California a few months ago. And my first time there, Pastor building with seat 1200 there were five or six hundred people there i didn't know anybody never been there didn't know the pastor at right for church i just met him there was a young lady sitting on this side of the building the second row and she was just stuck in place it looked like she was frozen and god led me over there to her there's a lady standing next to her and i said i want you to hear what i have to say to this young lady i didn't know it was her mother but god gave me a word for her and i said god knew you in your mother's womb he chose you. He's called you. And God's going to heal you. She shouted between the pews. Everybody else was leaving and going home. She got out. She shouted all across the front. I didn't know it till after service, but I went to eat with a bishop. Pastor left on a trip. But the man who started that church, he said, that's my granddaughter. And she was catatonic, totally immobile. She had been to psychologists. She had been for treatment, but today she's totally healed by the blood of Jesus because somebody changed the channel. Come on, somebody. I wish you would. There's some static going on in some of your lives. Come on, it's time to get the channel in loud and clear. Our God can do anything. Yeah, our God can do everything. Come on, if you have a need, would you come right now? I'm challenging this church to give like you never have financially. Quit being negative and pessimistic and questioning and begin to believe that what God has promised, He is also able to perform it. You've given offerings, you've had prophecies about what God would do. Now's not a good time to doubt it. But it's time to change the channel.
all over this building, could you come right now and say, God, here I am. Pour out as a drink offering. I want my life to be a light. I want to give like I've never given. Peter, revival is sacrifice. The key to growth is sacrifice.